You're listening to a 58 Ember production. Hey there, and welcome to Like a Local Podcast, your passport to authentic local experiences. Join me, Stephanie Gerard, and me, Katie Hilton Brown, as we talk to a local from a new city every Thursday. They'll share their recommendations for best places to eat, drink, stay, and play. Who doesn't want to be in the know with all the best kept secrets, hidden gems, and insider tips? Let's face it, traveling is fun, but planning a trip can be a daunting task with countless hours spent researching and sifting through endless lists on Google and TikTok. But with Like a Local, we do the legwork for you and tell you exactly what you need on your itinerary. So pack your bags and let's get into today's episode. Well, hello, 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 and welcome back to Like a Local podcast after a very long two-year hiatus. We took a little bit of a travel freeze, if you will, but we're back and better than ever and excited to get the show back on the road. Back in business, baby. Back in business, baby. Um, we plan on doing a catch-up episode over the next couple of weeks with Katie and I just sharing what's happened over the past two years, one being that Katie is now um, a mother, which is very- Oh my gosh, it was supposed to be a surprise for next- Oh, we can get that. Okay, should we get that? We can keep it in there. Just a little teaser. Join us next Thursday for my baby's name. Our views are going to be through the roof. But for today's episode, it's business per usual. We're going to get the local lowdown of Chicago from two amazing locals. Chi-town, yes. But before we spill the beans on Chicago. The bean. Yes. Spill the bean. We're going to give our first class picks of the week. So this is going to be our new weekly segment before the local lowdown where Katie and I share a recommendation, whether it be a podcast, product, show, literally anything that we feel has first class status and we want to share with you all. So with that, Katie, I'll let you give your pick first. Okay. I was going to say you go first because I had a couple. I didn't know which direction you were going to take. So I had a couple. Okay. Depending on what you said is what I would you know, the direction that I would take. Okay. Okay. Well, my first class pick of the week is Ned's Sleep Blend. Um, Ned is the company name. Sleep Blend is the product. It's <laughs> what? It took you a couple times to say that. And I just kept thinking Ned Stark, Ned, S- Ned Stark. All I could think of was Game of Thrones. Oh, so, okay. I'm not a Game of Throner, so I have no idea. No, that's saying. why I had to say, that's why I said it's Game of Thrones. Uh, I knew maybe you weren't listening. You didn't watch it. Yeah. Two years have passed and I've still never watched Game of Thrones. Probably never will. But yes, Ned's Dang. Sleep Blend. It's a little tincture that you take an hour before bed. And I've never been like a melatonin. Like I've never needed anything really to sleep. But now that I look back at my sleep over these past few years, like I feel like I haven't been sleeping. This Did thing. you get an aura? Oh, no, I didn't. How would you know? Because I just feel so much better. Like, I feel like I actually sleep. Like, I I, I take this Ned little tincture under the tongue. You hold it for 60 seconds. does not taste great. And then you swallow it. And then I get in bed. I put my phone away. And I just close my eyes. And then I literally wake up and it's morning. It's the deepest sleep. And I don't feel groggy in the morning, which I'm, again. Is it I'm like not- CBD? Yes. Yeah, it's CBD. Oh, okay. Um, so yeah, I'm excited to, I haven't had like a reason to take it like before a flight because I like to work on flights, but I imagine when I do want to sleep on a flight, I'm going to take this bad boy an hour before the flight and hopefully it just knocks me right out. Okay. So are you not doing Symbiotica, the magnesium anymore? Oh, I'm still doing magnesium. So it's like a double whammy. I am out. 
Oh, I've been sleeping good. Okay. And I've always, I mean, you've known this. I always go to bed really late or I used to like midnight, 1am. I'm a nine, 9 PM or now. Oh, um, welcome. Isn't it fabulous? Isn't it fantastic? Fabulous. I think I'm getting three, three REM cycles where I think I only used to get one. So we're feeling good. We're feeling recharged for this new season of like a local. Feeling although good. it's not, although we're not going to have seasons. We're just going to have, it's just going to be an, an ongoing thing. Yeah. When I said season, I meant like season of life, if you will. No, I know. Okay. Just All right. Um, okay, great. Well, what's your code so I can buy some? Cause I maybe, although I don't know if I really need any help sleeping cause I'm sleeping pretty fine. Right. I, I, I imagine to try it. I imagine when you get the chance to sleep, you're, you're pretty knocked out. Yeah. I don't know if I want to just be zonked out cause I have to get up in the middle of the night anyways. <laughs> so yeah, uh, I don't have a code yet. Um, but you can subscribe and it's cheaper. So yeah. Ned.com sleep blend. Okay. So my first class pick is, um, not a product at all. And we've talked about this a little bit and I've told you this before, but a couple of months ago, I actually really got into TikTok. Like I got into, I was, I was into TikTok before, but like, I wasn't really spending a lot of time on it. And since I've had the beep baby, <laughs> um, buzzword, uh, I have just been spending so much time on TikTok and I love to look up a hashtag hashtag day in the life, hashtag morning routine, hashtag get ready with me. And it is, and I feel like a lot of people say, don't get on social media as soon as you get up or don't get on social media. Like don't spend all this time. But for me, it's been very inspirational because Mm -hmm. it's helped me. It's I've learned new products. I've learned new routines. I've learned new valuable information that has helped me become a better person. Yeah. No, welcome to 2023. TikTok. I know. So it's a tool. It's a tool in the toolbox. It's not just, you know, it's not just trash. It's a learning experience. It's a learning tool. And I mean, I'm all here for it. And, you know, whoever says, I mean, you can get jaded, of course, on there, but (laughs) I'm not, I'm looking at, I'm following people that are healthy for me. Yeah. And actually like bringing this back into travel, I got like Wi-Fi on the plane the other day. And if you're on TikTok on, on the plane flight, the flight goes by so fast because you're oh just my gosh. In. Stephanie, when I am pumping. Oh, I bet. I just get on TikTok. Sometimes we'll like, Ryan will be like, do you want to watch our show? Do you want to watch the show? Or do you want to watch this movie? And I'm like, it's going to go by so much quicker if for me for pumping if I'm on TikTok and then we start the show afterwards. What's the most um, valuable thing that you've learned on TikTok thus far? Just it's okay to like take your time getting ready or like getting unready, like mm-hmm. your night nightly routine or um, your morning routine or even um, your weekly reset. Um, because yeah. a lot of times I and doing things. And I'm like, am I alone in my, in doing this, like scrubbing baseboards, like that sort of thing? Like, am I the only person that does that? And I kind of feel like lonely thinking about Mm -hmm. it, but seeing other people do the same type of activities or chores that I do makes me feel less alone. The camaraderie. Yeah. It's a little community that I didn't know I needed. It's just scrubbing baseboards. (laughs) 
And you know what's funny is I don't ever scrub my baseboards, so that was a stupid example. But I have. Oh, I was gonna say. Them. Oh my god, I, I have vacuumed them. So. Okay. Okay. Um. Yeah, I got a little self conscious there because I was like, should I be scrubbing my baseboards? Yes, you should. There's one girl that I follow, and she literally is on her hands and knees, like scrubbing her baseboards, and she's like, probably your age. Okay. Well, we'll make that a 2024 goal for me. Yeah. Um. Okay. Well, great. So Ned CBD sleep blend and TikTok and hashtags on TikTok. Oh, hashtags on TikTok. Okay. Amazing. Um, that was great. So now we will move into the local lowdown segment. So joining us today are Janine Seal and Kobe. They're the dynamic duo behind the OOO app, AKA out of office, out of office, out of office. Um, and if you don't know what out of office is, it's an app that is, it's basically like a social platform for travel recommendations and just connecting with friends to see their travel guides and recommendations in different cities across the world. I'm pretty sure it's global. Yeah. Genius. Mm-hmm. And they were such fun gals. I definitely want to plan a trip there and then go hang out with them because they were so fun. Yes. And they both lived in the Chicago area for over a decade. So they are well-trusted and we can't wait for you to hear the recommendations. So without further ado... Pack your bags and let's go to the Windy City. Which, fun fact, you will learn why it's called the Windy City. All right, Kobe and Jan, before we get into the local lowdown of Chicago, we'd love for you to introduce yourselves and get the lowdown on who y'all are. Perfect. I can go. It's so nice to meet you guys. My name is Kobe. And I am one of the founders of Out of Office. And just for everyone listening, Out of Office is a social recommendation platform. So think about like a Yelp or a TripAdvisor meets Instagram. So it's recommendations on where to stay, what to do, where to eat, where to travel, all sort of centered around your network and your friends. You can download us in the App Store or the Google Play Store. And we have a website at takemeoutofoffice.com. So with that being said, my background is I'm one of the co-founders here. I have been in consumer tech for 12 years. I actually started my career before that in film and television. And I did that for a number of years. I was a TV producer on a show. I won an Emmy award and then realized that I wasn't excited at all by that and sort of not fulfilled by my career in television. So what TV I, show was it? Oh, um, well, I started the very first show I ever worked on was Jerry Springer and Steve Wilkos. Shut oh, up. Shit. Yes. And that was brutal. That was truly a nightmare. And then <laughs> I was only there for like a year. And then luckily the show moved from, it used to film in Chicago and then it moved to Connecticut so I, I didn't obviously move to Connecticut to continue working there. Then I joined a show called Judge Piero. And that's what I won an Emmy on. Um, it was like Judge Judy kind of. Yeah. Same idea. Yeah. Wow. <clears throat> yeah. Anyways, so I did that. And then <laughs> I realized that I was not excited, fulfilled, challenged, you name it. I had to get out. And so I joined a company in 2011 called Trunk Club. And that's where Jan and I met. Trunk Club is, well, was, it doesn't exist anymore. The first company to sort of do the 
try before you buy model. So we would pack like a box or we called it a trunk full of clothes, send it to you. And then you could look through it, keep what you want, send the rest back. And Jan and I worked together for seven years. We became close friends, colleagues, obviously, and then now co-founders. And then after Trunk Club, I went to a company called Cameo, which is the celebrity video shout out platform. And I was at Cameo for a little while. And then Jan and I started out of office. Did y'all do this while you were still working at Cameo? Great question. We didn't. So I left Cameo. Jan had left the company she was at. And we were like, all right, we now's the time. Both of us aren't at these companies anymore. It was like March of 2020. So a global pandemic had ensued. No one was traveling. We were like, let's start a travel company. Perfect timing. Couldn't think of a better. (laughs) That's like exactly what happened with this podcast. We were like, oh, good. Like literally nobody's traveling. And this sounds so silly. Like to like ask people like, (laughs) come on a travel podcast, but it worked out. It works, right? People, when, when you can't do something, it's what you think about the most often. Mm-hmm. So it makes a lot of sense. Awesome. Um, well, I can introduce myself if that's helpful. And then, yeah, we can get into it. But nice to meet everyone. My name is Jan Seagal. I am the other co-founder of Out of Office. I have a less exciting career history than Kobe. I didn't get to work with Jerry Springer or do anything super cool. Um, but I've... <laughs> I know. I probably did, but I don't have an Emmy. So there you go. Um, but I've spent the entirety of my career in the consumer space. I worked for the gap at the corporate headquarters for a number of years. I joined trunk club, like Kobe mentioned right before she did. It's where we met. It's where out of office was truly born. We even thought of the name for it. We even started to talk to people about it back then. And then, um, we actually decided we'd been running really hard at that startup in the startup world. We weren't sure if we were ready to be founders yet. And so, um, while Kobe went to that company called Cameo, I went to a company called Havenly, um, very similar to Trunk Club Online Interior Design on their executive team. I was there for about three years. And like Kobe said, um, I called her up and said, no one's doing what we wanted to do. Let's go figure this out. And we've been really running at building out of office since March of 2020. How many employees do you guys have? There are nine of us full-time. Nice. That's crazy. Yeah. It's, it's a nice team, mostly engineers. We've got some folks on marketing and then a nice solid executive team. Nice. Very cool. Awesome. Yes. Very, very cool. But all right, let's get into Chicago. So how long have both of y'all lived in Chicago for? Ooh, I have been here 15 years. Oh, wow. Yeah. And I've lived here for 12 years, um, 13 years. Okay. Okay. So y'all know what's in the know. Yeah. Ah, We've been been around the block a few times. (laughs) Where were you before? I I lived before here. I lived in San Francisco for seven years and then I went to college in New York. So I've lived a little bit of everywhere. I was living in Colorado. I went to school in Boulder. I lived in LA for a little bit. And then I was back home in Ann Arbor, Michigan before moving to Chicago. So now that you can... You know how old I am basically now, but I've been here to do the math. I'm bad at math. So I've still have no idea. (laughs) I'm 27. Yeah, Yeah, exactly. Very um, similar to 27. I ask that because y'all have been in Chicago for so long. So obviously something stuck and you wanted to stay. So that leads me to my first question in the first segment, which is where to stay and why should our listeners even consider traveling to Chicago? Are there any specific occasions that 
people should travel for? For example, I know that St. Patrick's Day is really big. Yeah. Um, we probably have some good recommendations. You know, my favorite place to tell people to stay now, which has only been kind of in the past several years, is really in the West Loop. I feel like that's the best. There's West Loop, there's Fulton Market. It's where the best restaurants are, which is where I generally center my trips around. Mm-hmm. Um, and so there's a couple of, you know, really great hotels. There's a Hoxton um, in the West Loop, which is lovely to stay at. There's also a Soho House, um, which anyone can stay at as well, which are probably my top two recommendations. And there's a hotel called the Emily Hotel, um, which is also great and pretty affordable in the West Loop. And it's in walking distance to all the best restaurants restaurants. Bobby, what do you think? I think I, I love the West Loop and I definitely go out there a lot. I would say to stay also in like the Gold Coast or sort of right off Magnificent Mile. Um, I've actually done two staycations in the last two months, which is wild because I've done two in the last 15 years and now I've done two in the last two months. <laughs> But I stayed at the Peninsula, which was very luxe and probably my favorite hotel in Chicago, if you want, like a very high-end experience. Mm -hmm. Um, It's a great location. The Peninsula, the service is just incredible. Um, The property is, it's a little older. It's like, I don't know, 15 years or so old, but the rooms, like they have all this high-end tech in their rooms. Um, and again, the service is just so insane. And I also recently stayed at the Langham, which is also a very nice property. And what I liked about the Langham was it was fairly new, probably last five years. And um, you could just tell that it was a newer property. The spa was really nice. Um, so I like the spot, but the, I felt like the beds maybe weren't as comfortable as I wanted. Mm-hmm. And so pros and cons, but mm-hmm. magnificent mile, gold coast, great areas. I would say number one, want like a five-star hotel, the peninsula. And then, um, the St. Regis opened like three months ago here in Chicago. So that's another good option to, to check out. And your other question around best times to travel St. Patrick's Day for sure is so fun. Uh, I would say the best time though is the summer. Like truly nothing beats Chicago in the summer. Um, And so I would try to come in the summer if you can. And really, I don't know, July is great. August is fun. Even September has been very warm still. So yeah. What's like peak heat in the summer? It was pretty hot in August this year in July. It's actually not unbearable. It's like the humidity okay. gets to be a little bit much, but I there's very rarely a day when it's like too hot unless it's too yeah. hot ever. Yeah. Better than Chicago winters. Yes. The winters can be challenging mm-hmm. is how I like to describe them. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I would tell people not to visit in the winter, but it is lovely to be like on the magnificent mile and you get the snow and you get a view of the lake. Like there's really pretty to be around in the winter and the Christmas lights and the shopping. Mm-hmm. And so if you live close, it's a great weekend kind of getaway in the mm-hmm. winter. We went, my husband and I, and then our friends went to Chicago last summer. And I had only been to Chicago once before that. And it was in March and it was just not enjoyable um at all because I was with I was it was like a work trip and oh my gosh it was raining the whole time but we went in no we went in July and it was amazing like I could picture myself living there and just being on the water was fabulous we went on like an architectural tour 
um just the weather was amazing and i was like should we move here should we <laughs> back up and move here yeah yeah um, but yeah i really loved it in the in the summer Okay. So we'll come in the summer, but now that we have a pillow over our head, let's move into my favorite segment, where to eat. So Jan, we'll go with you first. Um, we'll start with your top two breakfast slash brunch places. Oh, that's a great question. I feel like my favorites, well, Kasama is probably like my all-time favorite breakfast place right now. It's, it's a restaurant. It's in kind of Ukrainian village, West town, which is my neighborhood where I live. Mm-hmm. Um, and it is a Michelin star and they are known for both their dinner, which is a great kind of menu, but also their breakfast and their pastries. You do have to be prepared. They don't take reservations. It's very small and you have to be prepared to wait in line. Mm-hmm. It's gotten very, very popular over the past few years. And so you can, get up probably like 8am and go wait in line for like an hour, sometimes two to get their breakfast. It's definitely worth it. I'd also advise people the better kind of tip and trick is to order it online and pick it up. You don't have to wait in the line and you can kind of get the same service and go around the corner and eat it yourself if you don't feel like waiting. But it is one of my kind of favorite brunches to have. And then, you know, another one, which is probably like not really a brunch place, but I think it's underrated is Parsons. It's a fried chicken restaurant. There's a few in the city. The original Logan Square is my favorite, but they really have expanded their brunch menu. And I went recently and I was kind of reinvigorated to tell people to start to go again. Nice. And that for that one, can you get reservations? They do take reservations, mostly walk-in. It's really perfect in the summer because it's got great outdoor patio. It's got great umbrellas. It's a great outdoor scene. So it's one of those places mm-hmm. that I would say you reserve for the warmer months. They do have indoor as well. It's just not as great of an experience, but um, it's really simple. There's a few. There's one in Logan Square. There's one in Lincoln Park. There's one in Andersonville. So there's a few, but the Logan Square is the original. And it's the best. Okay. Amazing. How many dollars? What was the first one called? Kasama dollar signs. It's it, they're both very affordable. I would say they're both call it two dollar signs at least for breakfast. Kasama is a bit more expensive for dinner, um, okay. for sure. But for breakfast, it's definitely um very affordable. Amazing. And Kobe, I would say Doma Cafe is very good for breakfast, and that's like a two dollar sign. You order at the counter, then you sit down. They have this amazing hot sauce that I buy by the bottle, and those keep are the best. Bread. When you can actually buy like a condiment, yeah. and take it home yeah. in a bottle. Mm-hmm. That's the best. And I don't know what's in it. And I probably don't want to know, but it's really good. And they have very good hash browns, um, good breakfast sandwiches. So Doma Cafe is a good one. And again, very low key and casual, affordable. And then my other kind of under the radar favorite is the lunchroom at Space 519, which is a boutique. It's a high-end boutique right off Michigan Avenue. And then they have a restaurant inside the boutique Mm -hmm. and the food's really good. They have outdoor seating, they have indoor, they have, you know, a grab and go sort of bakery area and coffee in the front. Um, But I love, they've got good breakfast and it's a cool spot. And then after you, you can shop around. Um, That's probably maybe a little more expensive, like a three-star, but still not, you know, crazy. crazy. Okay. Awesome. Reservation. You can make a reservation at the lunchroom. You cannot make one at Doma. Okay. All right. Let's move into lunch and dinner. Jan, you're up. Yeah. Um, let's see for lunch. You know, I am a big burger connoisseur. I love a good burger. 
Mm-hmm. And Chicago is known for a lot of really amazing burgers. And Acheval is the one that everyone would say comes first. Oh, it's okay. probably not my favorite. I do really enjoy it. But there's a newer kind of spot that I went to recently that's really great. Um, it's called NADC Burger. And I think it stands for not a damn change. It's inside of a bar called the drop-in. And so it's kind of this like little hole in the wall. You very unassuming. You wouldn't know it. They literally only serve a burger and fries. That's it. And they don't let you make any changes to the menu unless you have a dietary restriction. Mm-hmm. But the burger is amazing. It's great. And it's a cute little spot. And there's also a secret sushi spot downstairs at this restaurant. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of a hidden gem is what I'd call yeah. it. And it's definitely kind of on this up and coming list. So I've been telling people recently, if you're coming to Chicago, it's a great drop in, no pun mm-hmm. intended, um, <laughs> for a burger. And then for a dinner reservation, you know, Chicago has some of the best restaurants, my favorite right now. And, and it's actually, there's probably two places. One is Rosemary. Um, it is a Croatian and Italian kind of combination restaurant. The food is phenomenal. The menu changes really frequently. And so you can always get some of their like best things that are staples, but it's constantly revolving due to seasons and like what food is in season. And I've never had a bad meal there. Not once. The drinks are great. The wine list is amazing. The food is great. It's in Fulton Market. Um, It's probably like $3 signs, $4 signs. So it's definitely on the pricier side. It's great for groups. Um, and it's just a really great experience. And then the last one I'd say, which is kind of a newer spot in Chicago. It's called Acid or Bastion. Um, and it is a steak restaurant that had some of the best steak, some of the best food that I've had in Chicago in a long time. It's in an old townhouse. And mm-hmm. so it's not your typical like large scale restaurant. It's small, it's intimate. And the menu is amazing. The um, tortilla espanola is something that I dream about often. Mm-hmm. Um, now that is $4 signs for sure. It is pricey mm-hmm. and it's something that you go to for a special occasion, but well worth it for sure. And that's in the Gold Coast. At the steakhouse, what sides do you recommend? Is it one of those steakhouses where you're like, it's just like a steak and then you have to get, then there's like, they have the side yeah. options. It is. It's like, it's one of those places you can only order a certain number of steaks. It's like steak by the pound. And so you can mm. only order by the pound. I think you can only order two pounds minimum, which is where the priciness comes in. But like I said, the tortilla espanola was amazing. They have like a truffle rice. That's really good. Their bone marrow whipped potatoes were amazing. Um, I'm sure I ate a vegetable at some point that I can't recall. Um, <laughs> Maybe I'd a probably... cream spinach or something. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> there's some definitely point. something that wasn't healthy version is was not healthy, but it was a vegetable that was probably on the list. But literally, you can't go wrong. I've only been once, and I need to go back and try everything I didn't try because I didn't have anything I didn't love. Nice. And I know you mentioned burgers, but I think we need to talk about Chicago hot dogs. Are y'all for them or not so much? <laughs> or for our listeners. Can you explain what a Chicago hot dog is? Yes. A Chicago hot dog does not have ketchup. It has mustard and it has like relish and onions and tomatoes. Very strange. So I like ketchup on my hot dog. Mm -hmm. Me too. Yeah. And I really only like ketchup on my hot dog. So I think like by default, I'm kind of not a Chicagoan because of that. Like, I couldn't go to a famous hot dog spot and be like, can I just have a ketchup, like a hot dog with just ketchup? So I like a hot dog. I don't get them a lot. I lit, There's a place kind of by me in Lincoln Park called Fatso's Last Stand, which is a famous hot dog spot um, that people love. And... There's also a very famous one that's open late night and the staff's kind of like mean to you. That's like their oh, thing. Yeah. 
the wiener circle. But to know you're not like walking in, you're like, why is he being so mean to me? It's like Dick's Dick's last resort, but it's like cooler than Dick's last resort, right? Yeah. Okay. Yep, exactly. (laughs) But I think Chicago pizza is definitely, I would say, more of a thing than Chicago hot dogs. Like Chicago pizza is where it's at. Okay, then let's talk about it. So I know that there's a big rivalry. What is it? Lou Malnati's versus what's the other one? Giordano. Yes. What one do y'all go for? Neither. Well, <laughs> oh. The connoisseur of this co-founding group for sure. I'm not a big pizza person, so I'm probably not the best, but I do like a deep dish mm-hmm. or a pan pizza. If I'm going to go for it, I need like all of the carbs, all of the bread. Mm-hmm. I do like Lou Malnati's. And okay. then there's a couple other great pizza spots that are kind of which Kobe can get into because she has the best pizza list probably of anyone I know Ooh, I do pizza's like my okay. crook tonight it's mm-hmm. it's my weakness but um so I love pizza I love all different kinds of pizza it's very dangerous to live in Chicago there's so much pizza and it's all very very good so the Chicago style is deep dish like you said Lou Malnati's and Giordano's are kind of the famous ones I find them to be not amazing and touristy. Okay. And so if I want a deep dish, I go to Pequod's, which is um, in Lincoln Park. They used to have like crazy long lines. I actually think you might be able to make a reservation there now. Um, And they do take out and they do delivery. But Pequod's deep dish is top three for me other deep dish I love there's a place called Millie's Pizza in the Pan which opened during the pandemic as like a ghost kitchen delivery only spot and then it got so popular that they opened a restaurant so now they have a physical space uh somewhere up north Mm -hmm. and that is very very good I love Millie's Pizza in the Pan and then another place which I think is about to open a rooftop so well we're heading into winter I I don't know it might just be delivery and takeout right now but it's called Professor Pizza is my other top and then there are some very good like Neapolitan or yeah 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 very thin like Italian Spacanopoli is one which is north like Ravenswood area Forno Rosso is also very good that there's one location in the West Loop. And then um, there's a new one I haven't been to, but I've heard it's very good also called Gallucci, mm-hmm. which is that Italian style. Um, and that is an old town. Okay. So we could What's- have pizza for breakfast, lunch, and dinner. Yeah. Literally eat so much pizza. Mm-hmm. Do you prefer like New York style pizza or Chicago style pizza? I like New York style or like Italian style. Yeah. Okay. That's, I feel like that's good to know because if you do favor New York style pizza, these are good recommendations for those who don't love Chicago. Yeah. I think the best New York style just opened at a restaurant called Danucci's. And I think their New York style is very good. And they also have a gluten-free pizza, which is very, very good as well. Mm-hmm. Okay. And for those listening, if you don't have a trip to Chicago planned, I just checked Gold Belly and they have Pequods on it. So you can always just order the pizza if you want to try it. Hot tip. Yeah. 
Um, okay. Before we move on to drink, Kobe, what are your other top two or three lunch or dinner places? So lunch, <clears throat> I like to go to Armitage Ale House for lunch because it's impossible to get into for dinner, but you can generally get a lunch reservation there. And they have a great menu. It's super cozy, like great vibe inside. Um, and if you go for lunch, like I said, you can get a table and they have some good salads and you can actually do a half order of a salad because their salads are massive. And then you're not eating like a $30 salad. You're eating like a $15 oh. <laughs> Um, so Armitage Ale House, I think, yeah, that's probably like a three or $4 sign in Lincoln Park. Very good. Impossible to get into for dinner, but again, go for lunch and then dinner places. One of my top favorites is Alina's, which is an Italian sort of hole in the wall restaurant in West town. And the chef came from Carbone. And so they've got some good Carbone-esque dishes mm -hmm. and it's very good. I love it. It's so nice. Good. Nice. Uh, and that's not very expensive either. Good place to go when you have more than like two people because the portions are so big. Mm -hmm. So it's good to go. It's like four of you and share things. It's also hard to get into, but if you can set a resi alert or go early and sit at the bar, that's an option. Mm -hmm. So Alina's is, is one of my favorites. And then Monte Verde, which is a very famous restaurant, but probably in my opinion, the best restaurant in Chicago and also really difficult to get into, but you can go early, put your name in, resi alert, try all the things. Mm -hmm. um, and that is in the West Loop and is probably like a three, $4 sign, but it's so worth it. It's delicious. Nice. Okay, two two questions. What's the best way to get around? Is it best to hit on the subway or just grab a taxi or an Uber? Yeah, I'd say like in neighborhoods, you can definitely walk around. It's walkable if you're like in Lincoln Park or you're in the Gold Coast or you're in the West Loop, you can walk around and you can walk from the loop downtown. And so definitely when it's nice outside, it's a walkable city. But I think Uber is probably the easiest. There's great public transit too. You have the L um, is what we call yeah, it. It's elevated, not underground. And so that's what you can kind of get around very easily with, especially like the blue line, the brown line are super simple to kind of follow around. But I think most people end up Ubering from kind of place to place just because it's convenient and easy if you're not walking. Okay. And then my other question was, if we are planning a trip like three months in advance or four months in advance, how early do we need to look at reservations if we really want to get a re reservation at one of those places that you had listed? I feel well, like most places are 30 days. Like it's, they open 30 yeah. days. So like you need to put the resi alert. You, and I think they only let you put resi alerts 30 days in advance for whenever they open. Mm -hmm. Um, and so like, that's the, you know, it's the universal tip of pick out 30 days before your dates, put an alert on your phone and then go in and, and just try to get reservations right when they open. I think most of them open up at 9am, some are 8am. Mm -hmm. Um, mm -hmm. and you can kind of Google it because people, especially the, the most popular restaurants will tell you exactly what times they open. And then it's like, cross your fingers and hope. But to Kobe's point, so many of these places, they get last minute cancellations. You get a lot of, um, folks who go, you can go sit at the bar, you can, they take walk-ins and so you can get creative with it. And you see a lot of restaurants at 5 PM when they open, there's a line outside of people waiting to put their name in so they can get that seven o'clock reservation. 
Right. And back to the resi alerts, I will say at first I was like, I'm not joining like a wait list, but they actually, if you get on the alert list, a lot of cancellations come through and they'll send you a push notification and get your reservation. Yeah. Yeah, And if you have an American express card, you can link to your resi account and you get like, I have my card linked and I get priority Mm -hmm. notifications. So I'll set one, my friend will set one and I'll get the alert and she won't. Yeah. And you'll be oh, like, my car. Uh-huh. American Express. That's the cheat code. That's a good tip. I know. I don't think we've ever gotten that before. Setting resi alerts for reservations. Yeah. 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 Um, okay. So if we don't have, do you have any more food reservations, food places that you want to throw out before we move on? I think we covered the, the best one. Yeah. I think we have a pretty full itinerary of food. <laughs> Cool. Um, well, the you next like, all weekend. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Go for a month um, because yeah. you've got a lot of things to eat. Um, so moving on to the next segment, which is where to drink. Can you give us a couple of places uh, where you're going to go hang out for beers or cocktails, happy hour? What are the best places to sit yeah. at? That's a great question. Um, Jan probably has a good perspective on this too. So you're calling I, me alcoholic, Kobe. I, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I went to a place in Logan Square recently called Meadowlark, and that was a cool sort of like almost like a speakeasy. They like walk you back, and um, there's limited spots, but they had great cocktails and it was definitely like cool and different. So I like that a lot. And also sometimes I like to just sort of like stay local. Um, there's a place in my neighborhood. I also, when something new opens, will like go so much that I then like burn myself out of said place. And so where I've been going recently is called John's food and wine it's in Lincoln Park and it's a little wine bar and restaurant and you order at the counter and they've got a great wine list um, and like great sort of vibe in interiors. Everything is, I love it. I'm obsessed. So I've been three times in the last 10 days. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay. Yeah. I've been going a lot. I'll probably go again next weekend, but um, those are I the would, best spots. Yeah. Yeah. Go there, get a drink. It's great. And Jan? Yeah, my spots, you know, I just went the other weekend, which was super fun for drinks, Lazy Bird. It's inside of the Hoxton Hotel um, mm-hmm. on Fulton Market. And it is downstairs and it's got like, they have live music that plays kind of after 9 p.m. It's got these great booths. It does have kind of like the same speakeasy vibe. It's super small. It's quaint. Um, great music, great drinks, great wine list, and it's fun. And so it kind of goes into the night and it's very social and cool. So I really like that. Um, and then the other one that I have gone to a couple of times recently is inside of the new St. Regis that Kobe mentioned Miro. Um, they have a great kind of sushi and Japanese restaurant. The food's great, but they have a cute little bar. They've got a great view of kind of the city because they're up high. You can really, they're close to the lake. So you have a really great view of the lake. And if you want to see the fireworks in the summer um, at night, you can watch them from their rooftop. And so I think it's a great place to like go grab a drink. It can be kind of fun and swanky and a little romantic. Is the, are Chicago, like, do they have like a signature drink or cocktail that's like unique to the city? Malort. I was going to say that too. What's that? Yeah. What is that? It's disgusting. Oh, okay. 
It is. It's kind of like the, it's like you take it in shot form. I actually don't even know exactly what it is. It's like a brown liquor. I've never even heard of that. And it is gross, but true Chicagoans, like the food and restaurant scene, love it. So I'm sorry if I offend some people who love it. It It's very Chicago. Um, But that's probably the most like signature thing that certain groups of people in Chicago definitely Okay, I just Googled it. Um, and this is just what the top Google search said, but Malort is famously challenging to drink with a flavor that includes notes of gasoline, (gasps) grapefruit, (laughs) sweat, wax, fire, mineral oil, and bitterness. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) That's a better description than mine. It's gross, but I think (laughs) I've lived here, like I said, 13 years and I've tried it once. Mm -hmm. And did it burn your throat? No, it never went back. It's never something I wanted to do again. Yeah, Yeah. it doesn't sound great. (laughs) All right. Well, now that we have the food and drink tour covered, what are two to three activities or attractions to see when in Chicago? Um, Great question. I am like not a big, obviously like touristy person. I like to do off the beaten path. I'm like restaurants, shopping, those kind of things. And so Mm -hmm. there's all of that in Chicago, but there are a few kind of touristy things that I enjoy. And one of them, I think you mentioned, which was the architectural boat tour. I always tell people to go. It's really great. You get to be on a boat on the lake and you actually get a really great kind of tour of the city um, and you get to see all around. And so it's definitely worth it. There's really great, amazing architecture, really amazing history here. And so it's definitely worth it. And it's super easy to find a boat. There's multiple, you just go down to the um, kind of the pier and you find one Um, very inexpensive and worth it. And so that's one of my favorites. One of the other things I like to do, tell people to do in the summer is you can visit like the 606, which is our like elevated walking trail. It's in like Bucktown. It goes all the way to Logan Square. And if you just like want to get out and walk and get to see a little bit of the city, see some of the neighborhoods and the homes, it's a great kind of walking trail as well. So those are probably my two favorite things to to tell people to do if they have a minute. Is it walking only or can you bring, and then can you bring your pets if you are traveling with them? You can bring your pets. You can bike on the trail as well. No cars. So it's like all elevated. You can walk and run and you'll see people exercising places to get on and off. So if you just like want to walk for a bit, you can hop off in Bucktown, go grab a great coffee or, or get a drink or whatever it is, hop back on and walk around. Speak your morning I walk. feel like it's giving Highline vibes and just get yeah. on the, what is it called? It's called yeah. the 606. The 606. Uh, yes, it is. It's like the Highline. It's a very similar kind of concept to the Highline. Just your little... grab some coffees and hot exactly. girl walk. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. We love hot, a hot girl walk. Hot yeah. mom walk. One later, maybe after this call, I I might go take one. So, yeah, yeah. yeah. IGG. Nice. And Kobe. I would say the lake path has like a nice walk, bike, run path that you can go on when it's nice out. So you could rent one of the city's divvy bikes, which is you know one of the bikes you can rent and ride around and then return at another location. Mm. Um, so I would rent a bike and ride along the lakeshore and you could even ride up to the field museum or the shed aquarium if you wanted to like go to a museum. Mm -hmm. Uh, but being along the lakeshore path is really cool in the summer. So I would do that. And then the other thing I personally do almost every weekend in the summer and spring and fall is go to the uh, Lincoln Park Farmers Market. It's called Green City Market. It's really big. Um, there's great stands, and then there's also a lot of like food stands. We're back to food, but um, <laughs> lots of you know, like you can get bagels and coffee and breakfast sandwiches. Um, and 
you know, bring a blanket and eat your breakfast after you've picked it up at the farmer's market. Nice. Nice. So before we move on the bean, we have to talk about the bean because it's obviously a huge tourist attraction. Um, what is it? Like, do we know why <laughs> it's there? It's currently closed. It's oh, really? Construction. It is. I think until next summer. Um, uh-huh. Yeah, it's closed. They're remodeling it. And I know oh. they, have, they had a bean that they put in New York too. So it's really- I saw tiny. that. Oh. Yeah, it's like a mini bean. I think it's a lot smaller. And maybe Kobe knows. Honestly, I don't know what the bean is. Or really, I don't understand the attraction to it because it's literally just a big silver bean. But yeah. it's in a great location. It is close to the lake. It is um, at the end of kind of, you know, Magnificent Mile. And so it's it's a great kind of place when you're in the city down by Navy Pier to kind of go and check it out. Mm-hmm. Just snap a pic and leave. It's something that, yeah, you can take your photo in front of it. And that's as much as you need. Well, I hope her facelift goes well. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure it will. Uh, what about comedy? What about the comedy scene? Yeah, there's some good second cities, like the famous comedy club where a lot of SNL people came out of. And so they have some good comedy shows there. So that's definitely something fun to do if you come to town. Is Chicago more for improv and New York is more of stand stand up? Second city is like improv. Yes, it is improv but then there's another comedy club like right across the street from second city called zanies and that is like a stand-up club um i mean new york has so much of everything so you know they have all the things but second city and zanies are both good like comedy shows both improv and stand-up yeah i think we went to second city last summer and um i had (laughs) My husband is like, knows it was his idea. And so I was like, did not do any research or anything going into it. And I had no idea it was an improv show. So um, when I got in there, I was like, what is going on? And then I realized, but I was expecting um, a stand-up show. And I mean, it was really fun, but it was just not what I was expecting. And I was so confused for like a few minutes. And I was like, what's going on? But anyways, no, but it was fun. You showed was, up. I just, yeah. yeah, exactly. Yeah, it is. It's super fun. It is. That's one that we missed, but it is a worth worth visiting and buying tickets yeah. in advance so they do sell out. Mm-hmm. Yes, it was cool. Okay, well, it's time to move into the rapid fire round. And so feel free to just, just both of you can shoot out your answers. No need to go into depth or detail if if, if you want to, you can. But we'll just we'll just rapid fire it off. So in, most Instagrammable spot. I like that we're both like dead silent. I'm like, I don't know the most Instagram. No comment. <laughs> Probably the lake, like on being on a boat in the lake. Okay. Ditto. Uh, ditto. Favorite, we touched on this, favorite deep dish pizza spot? Pequod's. I'm still Lou Malnati's, even though Kobe called it touristy. Just order it. <laughs> okay. Don't go in. Favorite event? Live music. I'd say like, you know, Lollapalooza is a, is a great oh, Chicago yeah. event, which we didn't talk about at all. Yeah, I always forget that. It's that's a great there. one to go. Especially we'll if you're circle young. back to that in a second if we need to. <laughs> I agree with Lollapalooza, even though I haven't been in like 10 years, but um, that's a good event. And there's something called the Windy City Smokeout in the summer, and they have live music and food. And that's a, also a fun event as well. Okay. We're going to go off a small tangent here. Windy City. 
Is it because the city is windy? Well, it is windy, but I don't know if it's like markedly more windy than other places, but it's, it's a reference to the politicians. That's where the term came from. Or they like blow in any direction where the money went. Uh, Oh, history lesson. (laughs) I thought it was because of the weather because you're right on the lake. It does get windy, but it's a misconception. Hmm. It's because of the politicians. Cool. I did not know that. (laughs) No, no, I'm like kind of blown away, literally. Um, Yeah. yeah. (laughs) Uh, Favorite coffee shop? I love the new Ralph's coffee in the Ralph Lauren store is like, that's also very Instagrammable by the way. So that's very good. Kasama has good coffee. Sorry. Now I'm giving three answers and a place called Ipsento 606, which is on the 606 favorite coffee in the city. They have like a cayenne honey coffee. It's delicious. Croissant. Kobe just took three of them. So I'll skip this one since she doesn't drink coffee. Okay. I, I still like to go to a coffee shop. Are you a matcha time. girl? No, I'm. No. I really only drink water and wine. Wow, that's, I like that's a Grateful Dead song. My husband would be so proud of me. Oh, for, yeah. oh yeah, for there you go. <laughs> um, well, it's not a song, but it's in the song, anyways. Um, he'd be rolling his eyes at me right now. Be like, <laughs> just get to the point. Um, okay, favorite wine and cheese spot. I know there's all these things. I don't like cheese, but I love wine. <laughs> favorite wine um, spot? <laughs> my favorite wine spot. I feel like I drink wine everywhere in the city. Um, to Kobe's point, she did just mention um, the new cafe that she mentioned, mm-hmm. which has a really great wine list. We like went the other day, they had a Psalm and he kind of just took everything he wanted and brought it back. And so I was really impressed with that. Yeah. John's food and wine. Did I skip the name? No, you didn't. And you called it a cafe. I wouldn't call it a cafe, but <laughs> restaurant. Come on, restaurant. They Sorry. do have amazing wine and they have a baguette with cheese on their menu and it's oh. delicious. Yum. Yeah. Best place to get dessert or ice cream. Margie's candies. By far the best ice cream. It's old school, old school, old school. It is a bit of a hole in the wall and it's like a diner just for ice cream, but their ice cream is honestly the best ice cream I've ever had anywhere. You what can do get you get? It's everything. It's very, very good. What's your favorite flavor? I'm so boring. I'm like a vanilla and strawberry girl. Those are my two favorites. Mm-hmm. Give me some nuts on top. Mark, Mark Marin says to get, he says, always get your, like the crazy flavor and then get vanilla. Cause if you don't like the, you know, the out of the weird flavor, yeah. you always have vanilla to fall back on. And I think that's genius. Pro tip. Or it's just yeah. like two to eat more ice cream for you, you know? That's true too. Yeah. Kobe. I would say I like Cone, which is an ice cream shop across from Monteverde, which is my favorite restaurant. So you can get the pasta at Monteverde and then go get your ice cream at Cone. It's very good. Best place to get like a salad or a healthy meal. Right up Kobe's alley. I love a healthy meal. I'm trying to think of my favorite salad. I mean, honestly, Armitage Alehouse has a lot of good salads and some of them are healthy. Some of them aren't as healthy. Um, I also like Left Coast, which is like very healthy counter service. Um, so like not very expensive. 
Left Coast is a good option. And then my favorite salad right now in the whole city is at Gigi's Chicken Shop, which is another counter service place, but they have a very good salad. The California salad with rotisserie chicken. Yum. I'd get it with fried chicken, just to be clear, yeah. but <laughs> that's it have to be healthy. <laughs> get fried chicken. What's your favorite local business? Could Out be a Boston. boutique. Yeah. Oh. Duh. <laughs> or bookstore, art gallery. I like, there's a clean beauty store in Lincoln Park called Art of Pure. And that is probably my favorite local business right now. I don't know if I got to think, I got to think of a good one. I feel like there's, there's a really great bookstore that just moved. It used to be on division street and I'm totally blanking on the name and it's going to drive me nuts, but I love a great bookstore just to pop in and um, get something new. Semicolon bookstore. That's it. Thank you. Last but not least. Um, what's the biggest tourist trap? Lou Malnati. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's one of them. You know, this is maybe controversial. Like I think the Willis tower is very like overrated. It's one of those things that people go to and I got to go up in the Willis tower and then you go up there and there's like nothing. It's the one where you like sit in and you can see below you. Yeah. You can, then you can like stand up at the thing and it can tilt. It's just very touristy. It's busy. And there's many better places that you can go to get a great view of the city and of the lake. And let's go back to Lollapalooza. What time of year is that? August. August. First weekend in August. And one thing that we didn't talk about, Cubs game. Wait, Cubs, right? Yeah, I was going to add that. Wrigley, like Cubs game is another good activity. Okay. I'm not a big sports, sports gal, fan. but we did go to a Cubs game when we were here last, last when we were there last year. And it was really fun. Yeah. Just go and like grab a beer and just like hang out with your friends. Yeah. Take me out to the ball game. Yeah. Um, all right. Before we wrap, what is your number one travel tip to leave our listeners with? I always give this travel tip to people and I, people don't take advantage of it enough, but I always say when you check into a hotel or you're staying in a hotel, always ask for an upgrade or amenities at check-in. Like nine times out of 10, they might not be able to upgrade you to like the best new room, but they might give you a window, a better view, or they might end up setting up a bottle of champagne. Like all you have to do is ask. Um, and so I always ask and, you know, I don't always get something, but oftentimes they do. Yeah. That's a good tip. Do you have to say, do you have any complimentary upgrades or can you say if you're asking for an upgrade, do they know that you're asking for a free upgrade? It depends. Most people, if I say, do you have any upgrades? They'll be like, oh, I have this for this much sometimes. Or sometimes like, okay, is there anything complimentary, anything you can do for me? And people generally try to figure something out because people just don't ask that often. And so if they can upsell you a little bit or give you a better experience so that you come back, like that's what they're all about. And so it never hurts to ask. Kobe, this isn't that new anymore, but I was really saved recently by the air tag in the luggage. My bag was missing. And then it was just sitting at the airport and the tracking by the airline was showing it somewhere else. And so putting an air tag in your luggage works. It saved me. Mm-hmm. Save me a lot of money. Yeah. I recently started doing that. Cause like, you never think like, you always think like, oh, I'm never going to lose my luggage. And then it happens and you're like, oh, crap. And I feel like it's happening more and more. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. I, I, yeah. I get afraid if they're even if, they, if I have a carry on, they're like, do you want, can we check your bag? I'm like, no, no, nope. <laughs> I don't hmm. trust you. <laughs> yeah. 
All right. Well, where can our listeners find you and out of office on social? We are take me out of office on Mm -hmm. Instagram and TikTok. You can find us there. And then my handle is Kobe, C-O-A-B-I. Oh, that's all that it is? Yeah. Oh, mm-hmm. that's pretty cool. Nice. His first cool. name only. Uh-huh. And you can find me all the same places, but then my personal, it's at Jan Seal. So super creative. Nice. <laughs> nice. All right. Well, Kobe and Janine, thank, thank you them. so much for your time today. We can't wait to come visit you. And we can't wait for everyone listening to check out all the spots you recommended and to download the Out of Office app. Thank you. Thanks for tuning in to another exciting episode of Like a Local Podcast, where we bring you the inside scoop on your next travel destination. If you enjoyed this episode and found our local insights helpful, don't forget to hit that subscribe button and leave us a review wherever you listen to podcasts. And if you have a new city in mind that you'd like us to explore next, drop us a line on our website or social media. Until next time, remember, travel like a local, not like a tourist. Sayonara! This has been a 58 Ember production. For more shows, please visit the 58 Ember channel, 58ember.com, or find us at 58 Ember Media on socials.